Okay, hi everyone. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us today. I see a lot of familiar faces and I am excited to be hosting this alongside Taha Memon today. I'm Sadia Salahuddin, the director at Be Seen. We are a social branding company helping individuals expand their personal brands through podcasts, interviews, and various speaking engagements at events and conferences as well. Our goal is to get you in front of the right audiences and to make sure you are seen and heard. If you're interested in becoming a thoughtful leader, I will pin our spotlight form at the top of the comment section. And um, if, um, if you fill it out, it'll be reviewed and we'll reach out to you if we think you're a good fit. We are recording this call, so if you know anyone that couldn't make it, we'll re- be reposting the audio on our social media channels. So please share this with your friends. Be Seen is huge on giving back and sharing knowledge. Today, our spotlight is on women in leadership. We'll get the inside scoop of the journeys and accomplishments of these remarkable women leaders on our panel. They'll share about their personal victories, challenges, and insights they've gained along the way. Um, So before I get started, I want to remind everyone to be courteous of each other while speaking and also answer each question in the allotted time. We will be taking questions from the audience the last 20 minutes or so of this call. So please raise your hand and we'll bring you up and you'll have a chance to direct your questions to a member of the panel. Let's get this going. Each member will introduce themselves now and tell us about their background. Um, Why don't we start with my lovely host, Taha Memon. Hey guys, um, by the way, Sadia has forgotten to introduce me at least on three calls. So thank you, Sadia, for, <laughs> <laughs> for remembering me. Um, I'm um, one of the founders at Be Seen, and um, I am excited to see everything that um, excited to hear all you guys speak. And I'm happy to be on this call and I'm happy to listen and learn uh, so much from all these prestigious speakers. Thank you. Thanks so much, Saha. I'll just go in the order of the people that are showing up. Erica, please introduce yourself. Yes, hi, my name is Erica Mosley, and um, please excuse my background if you guys hear it. I just dropped my daughter off for her first day of school, and she wanted me to drop her off, so this is an exciting time for me. Um, so my name is Erica Mosley. I call myself a non-personal nerd. I'm the founders of Tech Nerds World, and my goal is to increase the diversity and inclusion in tech, and I'm currently residing in San Francisco, California. Hi, Erica. Um, I know dropping off your daughter at her first day of school is a big deal, so thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, I was literally crying. And, and mind you, she's in the ninth grade. She's like, Mom, get it together. <laughs> oh, for, first day of high school. That's a big one. Yes, happy to be here. Okay, great. Um, Pamela, please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here today. Hello, everyone. My name is Pamela Kellert, and I am a leadership coach. I specifically focus on helping women in science, technology, engineering, and math sectors to grow into leadership roles. And I think part of that is also due to my background. Nearly my whole career was either in engineering or infrastructure industries, where most of the time I've either led strategy departments or have led major infrastructure projects. So today I'm really delighted to be here and to share insights and to hear what everyone else has to say. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you, Pamela. Thank Um, you. Charu, please introduce yourself and let me know if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. No, it's perfectly fine. Thank you so much, Adia. Thanks, Taha. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, very hello to everybody. So myself, Charu Mehrotra. I'm based in Singapore and I am an entrepreneur for last 13 years. And at present, for last four years, I'm running my passionate venture, which is an online magazine, womenlines.com. It is promoting business, health 
and leadership excellence in women across the globe and it's a combination of content articles and talk shows i strongly believe women are what they read and what they eat and what they watch so i really wanted to get some media hub which is promoting excellence in women and we are on google first page now if you write online magazines for women and in top 60 women magazine uh, globally so i'm so much looking forward to hear the fellow speakers and thank you so much once again for having me i love that what they read eat and watch i will remember that <laughs> <laughs> i do agree zinat can you please introduce yourself hello everyone um my name is zinat injam i'm an engineer entrepreneur a mom to two sons and co-founder of a digital agency I have been in the industry for about 10 or 12 years maybe and my areas of expertise have been around marketing branding strategy uh, analytics basically everything around marketing I think by heart I love tech and uh, this was one of the reasons that I basically wanted to do engineering but then I pursued uh towards uh, marketing and shifted towards digital media so for the last decade i have been helping a lot of saas startups uh, tech companies with their marketing and my uh long term goal would be to work with uh, amazing women towards building a sustainable solution for other women. Yeah. Thank you Zina. That's amazing. I'm so excited to have everyone here today. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about each and one of your unique experiences in your fields. So these next few questions will be answered by each member of our panel. I'll call out your name and you'll have roughly about 2 minutes to answer. Our first question is in your experience how does diversity in leadership positively impact a company's culture and overall performance Erica can we have you answer first Yes I really absolutely love this question because um in my perspective diversity is important right for all cultures um right now I think it's really we need a better problem solving approach and a new uh, de- decision making approach as well and new innovative ideas right now the the media is portraying the leadership in a narrow way right and i think if we have more diverse uh perspectives more innovative ideas and more problem solving approaches from diverse perspective then we will automatically solve problems right and our sales uh automatically go up as well thank you for sharing that erica um pamela yeah thank you for bringing up this question because it's one that i also really like reflecting a lot about and um, i might maybe for a second focus on the performance part of it so how does diversity in leadership impact performance and there are actually several studies that have already been conducted by large consulting firms and they have found a direct link of um diverse teams and in particular diverse leadership teams achieving better financial performance so for example mckinsey has found out that there is a like higher likelihood of 25 to 36% of achieving a better financial performance when the teams are diverse and it's actually not only in terms of finances that we see better results we also see better results in innovation and if we look at the world where we are today with so many challenges around the globe and a lot of innovation that's required to solve some of these challenges then we really need innovation to solve this so i think we really need to embrace diversity better for humanity so that collectively we can better address the problems and the challenges that we face together yeah the numbers don't lie Thank you Pamela. Exactly. 
Exactly. And if I may add one more thing, what we also need to be aware is that there is also a shift in expectations in the workforce because every generation comes with a different expectation about what they want from work and from employers. And if we look at Generation Z, one of the newest generations um, that is currently making up um, a large part of the workforce, they are actually one of the most diverse um, generations. And they expect to see a diverse leadership that reflects also their identities. So just to share one more number here is one in two Generation Z employees, they prefer not to work in a place where there's not diverse leadership. So we have also this new generation that is asking for a change and that's asking to see more diversity in the workplace. Yeah, we got to listen to the people. Yeah, times are definitely changing. Yeah. So exactly, especially if we want to attract them, right? I mean, most countries are facing right now a situation where there is a lack of workforce or a decline in workforce. So there's going to be and there is already a competition for talent. So if companies want to succeed in this competition and really attract talent and the best, then they also need to listen to the expectations um, of that generation, but also very simply reflect and see that this is a diverse generation and therefore we should also embrace that diversity that they offer. Thank you. That was so insightful, Pamela. I'm excited to hear more about your experience. Um, Charu, please unmute yourself. It's a very good question because uh, it's quite in buzz in present uh, circumstances which you're having around across the world. So what I believe business can create a more collaborative and cohesive workplace where employees can feel empowered to contribute their best ideas if the environment is of a diverse culture. Consistently, uh, if the team knows that their ideas are valued and they are accepted in the team, I think it plays a big role in uh, helping the whole team working uh, together. And uh, other uh, skills like problem solving capabilities, broader skill sets. When we have a bigger team, we get all those skills together. And I think the results are much better and it helps in increasing the productivity of the company. And more important, we are having happy employees as mental health plays a big role in present time. So if we have diverse culture and people are accepted the way they are, it really helps in getting better results for the company and it's and we have better happy employees too. Thank you for that, Charu. Zina? for the question so um i personally believe that everyone is born a leader in their own way and with the right mindset and actions they can you know become a leader in their real life uh, in terms of their professional um, goals professional expertise diversity in leadership especially by uplifting women in leadership positions creates a lot of positivity within the company culture as far as i've observed there's more empathy compassion activities like listening where the employer and employee get to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation and discuss the solution to whatever the problem may be so that really helps in creating a positive impact and increases the productivity of the particular employee or the person in the team. Um, also, I would like to add on that uh, diversity creates room for improvement. And I did a, I did a study um, which showed that uh, millennials and Gen Z prefer to work in a diverse work environment where there are people from all sorts of backgrounds so that they have less of the uh, mental stress and they always have someone that they can talk to and you know relate to thank you Zina. Yeah. i love how you brought up empathy in the workplace i don't think that's emphasized enough so i'm glad you guys are highlighting that Thank you.
Okay, next question. The media often portrays leadership through through a specific lens. How can we challenge these stereotypes and promote a broader, more accurate representation of women in leadership roles? Erica, you're up first. You'll have to unmute yourself, Erica. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yes. Um, so for me, how can we challenge it? So that's a that's a good question. Um, can can someone go next and then I, I, I will go I like to, to follow up with it. Can yeah, sure. can someone go next first and then I, I'll go after them. Pamela. Sure, I can start sharing some thoughts. You see, when when we talk about challenging stereotypes, first of all, I think it's important to state that this is not about a battle between one gender or the other. For me, it's truly a conversation about how can we work together, collaborate with everyone so that collectively we really make the best use of the qualities and competences that we have together. So where I suggest it's good to start if we want to challenge the stereotypes that, by the way, they have built up over not only hundreds of years, but thousands of years. And that's why it's really so difficult to change them. But I think it is possible to change them. And where we need to start is by having honest conversations. Because if we just sit down and have a look at the population globally and in every country, we see 50% are women. So when we look into leadership levels, we clearly see that there's not the same representation of women at leadership, whether that's in companies, organizations, um, in political organizations, everywhere. Yeah? Everywhere the majority um, of women are still in a minority. So when we look at that and see this disparity and this gap, we need to have honest conversations to ask ourselves, why is this? And where is this coming from? And I think here we just need to stay curious and really try to unfold what are the reasons that lead to this gap. And an answer that I often hear is, well, women don't want to lead. They don't want to be leaders. And I would encourage then everyone not to um, end the conversation at that step, but then to go further and ask, why is that? Because when we ask further questions, why is this the state, then we will find out that maybe the conditions and the structures that exist nowadays for women to work and to move into leadership roles, it not, it's not necessarily one that allows them to have a work and life balance, to, have, to be a successful leader and have a family as well. Because what we need to recognize is that, that still nowadays, the majority of the care work at home is still done by women. So women carry this double role of doing the care work at home, the majority of it, and working hard to make it into leadership roles. So we as organizations need to start thinking about how can we change structures, models, to make it easier for women to succeed and to allow them to succeed with this dual role. So for me, it's really about being curious and to ask. And I think every leader, every organization should ask that question. Why is it that we don't see the same amount of women in leadership roles? Why is that? Where does it come from? And what are the conditions that we need to change to truly see uh, better diversity in leadership? Thank you, Pamela. I really appreciate that that take on it, just being curious and promoting inclusion and collaboration in the workspace. Um, Charu, can you please, in, oh, oh, Erica, go ahead. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, so for, for me, Yes, uh, for me, uh, I'll let you go ahead next, Jeremy. For me, I just wanted to get the different perspectives before I even challenge it. And for diversity and inclusion, it, it means a different thing to each company. So when I think about diversity and inclusion, I have to figure out where do I play in in that perspective. And for me, for diversity and inclusion, means that I'm a black woman. And what in the tech industry is only right now is probably about 2% of black women to tech. So when I say challenge it, I believe that it needs to 
be more of an each one teach one uh, approach. And again, as far as the women's, it's probably about, uh, I, I don't know, as far as the women's in leadership, I think it's about uh, 20% of women i'm not sure but i just know as far as black people seven percent so we just need to each one teach one from the men's that's already in uh leadership and bring it down to the women's that's already in leadership and then break it down to at least a uh, black woman in leadership right now because there's no avenue there's no uh um, um conversations there's no programs there's no pathway for black leaders like myself, diverse leaders like myself to become leadership uh, leaders. So you literally just have to be a leader on your own. Just go out into the world and show uh, the tech industry that you are a leader, have to be that representation. So for me, I would say to challenge the stereotypes is just have a better each one teach one approach and have more opportunities. I don't know if that can be like courses from leaders that's already in the, um, the, um, the, uh, the field, um, but it needs to be an each one teach one approach with the receipts um, behind it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that absolutely does. The responsibility does fall on the people in those leadership positions right now. Thanks for sharing, Erica. Charu, you're next. Yeah. I love both share by Pamela and Erica, and both points are so valuable. And uh, especially Erica, it's very important to celebrate self-achievements and to lead ourselves as a leader so that we are heard. So as women, it's we have to take that responsibility ourselves and we have to create that awareness in the network also. But definitely there are so, so many parameters which can really help in getting more uh, numbers as women leaders. And uh, I think media, because I uh, run a media hub and I strongly believe that media can play a big role. Advocation for accurate and diverse portrayals of women in leadership roles in media can be a big way we can support uh, women leadership and support initiatives that challenge stereotypes and highlight women leaders' accomplishments and contributions. That can also play a big role in portraying women as a leader because what is the requirement is to change the mindset, mindset of not only men, but women also. And in offices, there has to be changes in terms of trainings, trainings for all the employees in having those biases towards women, that has to change and that can be done by regular trainings which should be provided by the organizations. And besides that, we can have other uh, facilities for women which can support women leadership. We can have more mentors for women which can help them to voice out their expertise, to voice out and navigate the leader within themselves. So it's my favorite topic and there are so many points I can really highlight because certainly women, every woman I strongly believe is having some power it's just that about the mindset and knowledge so more efforts need to be put to educate women to help her to voice out her expertise and create that atmosphere in the organizations which can help her to navigate that leader within her thank you thank you charu zina you're next a great point that the ladies have highlighted so far. Um, I think that, uh, as Charu mentioned, that mindset needs to be changed. So uh, for me, that is uh, basically the entire uh, goal when I'm working with people in different companies, because it's not a, a physical barrier, but it's more of a mental barrier that really restricts women from entering into that space where they can portray themselves as the true leader that they are. Um, I, something interesting happened that after I, like while I was working with uh, different companies, I got an opportunity to, you know, understand more about human psychology and understand the, the things that basically make us uh, leaders or the or basically creates the stereotypes in the society. I I have been a kind of person who used to have such a mindset as well that uh, the that if women are not coming forward, it's a challenge. Indeed, it is. But 
uh, for us as women it it has to start from uh, within uh, we have to take the first step and nobody will be presenting the stage to come forward into the leadership position it's always a rough path and when i analyzed men and women both uh, when they are uh, serving their respective uh, positions as leaders i came to a realization that it's basically a decision making framework that we as humans basically adapt by nature so uh, like i mentioned uh, in the beginning of uh, the converse, of my conversation right now it's always something that starts from us if we make up the mind that we need to come forward then obviously there will be barriers there will be obstacles that people will be you know throwing at us the society would be throwing at us there are a lot of ta- taboos that we need to uh, break down but we need to be strong enough to basically uh, run along that journey so i think uh, the biggest challenge uh, for women in leadership is basically our own grit our own will our own perseverance i love that zina thank you so much for sharing that and that brings me to our next question we often hear about imposter syndrome affecting women in various fields have you experienced imposter syndrome and if so how did you address it and overcome it pamela would you like to go first sure uh look i think i've experienced many times imposter syndrome um and throughout my whole career you know what so imposter syndrome for me is a self doubt that comes up and it comes up in different situations um so for example it can come up when um we have to perform a task where we feel we we don't have the right um knowledge or expertise so we start doubting ourselves sometimes it also comes up when we're stepping into an unknown territory right for example we might um step into a job in a completely new industry or into a new um function or new role and so for me what it is it's really just that feeling of self doubt i always like um differentiating of being an imposter versus feeling because it's really just a feeling and we need to see it as a feeling and what we need to realize is that and that's also one thing that i've realized now having lived through imposter syndrome many times it's that it is actually part of growth because if we didn't dare to step into the new a new role a new organization something new then we wouldn't grow so i think nowadays i've learned to accept it whenever it comes up i simply see all right i'm i'm feeling the imposter syndrome and i now basically just analyze the situation just to understand where is it coming from is it because i'm entering a room of people that i don't know and i just don't know what to, to expect or is it because i'm entering a new role where i don't have yet the skills well okay then what can i do to fill up those skills so i think i've i've noticed over time that it is a feeling that comes up and so i've normalized it it's not something that defines me and now i can really break it down into some actionable steps to help overcome that situation but it has taken me some time to to come up with that and to learn that because i feel that when we feel as an imposter and we have that imposter syndrome we tend not to talk about it right because sometimes we feel oh i better don't tell anyone that i feel this way because i'm supposed to feel uh super confident that's why i've been hired right So when we don't talk with others about this then we also first of all think we're the only ones feeling that way and secondly if we don't talk and share this with anybody then how are we going to overcome this i find that biggest challenges in life are easier to overcome when we exchange with others when we realize others are going through the same and when we get ideas and and tips and tricks on how to overcome certain situations Yeah, I really like 
again, emphasizing just curiosity and differentiating, hey, I feel like an imposter versus I am an imposter. I think that's very, very important. Erica, would you mind stepping up next? Yes, I really love that because that's one of the biggest things when it comes to the tech industry and um, uh, the people of color and, and why it's only 7% of is because of the, the imposter syndrome, right? It's due to the fact that, yeah, you know, first of all, you already think that the myth is for tech is nerds and they sit at the computer all day, etc. So you're going into a field to where you're thinking that you have to be automatically smart and you know what I mean? And you're going around people like you, but it's just, that's not even real, right? It's when you get into that field, that's not even real. It's just basically learning a new skill learning a new environment and actually like adapting to it right and 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 understanding that that fear is not real so i deal with a lot too as well right even just being that leader of uh in tech right like what am i supposed to do what am i not supposed to do um i know other people are looking at me to get into the tech industry i don't want to say something wrong i don't want to say something too right to where people is challenging me too as well because uh, i also get that as well right Right? After I break down my imposter syndrome and I'm feeling myself, right, and feeling confidence in, in, the, in the space, now you're also getting challenged, right? And then you get back into that imposter syndrome, like, okay, should I be here? Do I belong here as well? So it's, it's a battle um, as well that uh, I personally uh, go through. You know, especially when I was uh, applying for fame companies, right? And I was the only individual uh, um, that looked like me, right? And I just automatically thought, like, I'm not getting this job, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, it's just really not real because it goes along with the fear. So I'm glad that you bring this up, allowing everyone to be transparent and um, allowing um, us to understand that it's actually real, but it's actually fake at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, thank you, Erica, for sharing your experience. Charu? Oh, I would love to answer to this question because I believe that be, having this syndrome is quite common in present times, and especially for women, because the self-talk which happens within us always asks us to feel small, and then we have to stand for ourselves whenever such syndrome is coming. So as Pamela said that it's just a feeling and what we do with that feeling, that decides our results, right? So it all depends how you are having that self-talk within yourself. So then it grows, which women, it shows up, which women is having that mindset to fight that negative feeling and come out of that anxiety, that stress, and then she can achieve her dreams and fight with this syndrome. So many times it's happening despite having education, certification, training. It is hard for many women to feel comfortable with who they are and see their worth, why it is happening. We as women, as a group, we should be thinking about it, talking within our network and help each other to fight and come out of the syndrome and keep going what we want to achieve. Then what can help? Mentorship can help a lot. So. It should be mandatory for organizations to arrange mentors for women and then how they are women are working upon their achievements how much importance they are giving to their achievements and talking about it women about their achievements which i've commonly observed that should change so there are many mm -hmm. how we can fight out these uh, feelings and then Nobody can stop us, but I believe once we are out of that syndrome, so we have to work in collaboration and I think things are possible. Thank you. Thank you for that, Charu. Zenith. Well, that's a really, really great question because it's something that I can personally relate to. Um, I went through imposter syndrome when I became a first-time mom and uh, I went through extreme levels of stress because I had started questioning everything uh, from my work, my <clears throat> professional expertise, what I have been working with my current clients at that time or 
even uh, the the overall routine that I would be following uh, after having an infant. Um, I remember I started questioning everything and basically uh, it diminished my confidence um, because when you're talking about is imposter syndrome, uh, like uh, Pamela and Charu have mentioned and even Erica has mentioned that it's just a feeling and that feeling is a constant battle that women in general have to go through. They have to fight it. Uh, in one way or the other when they are making certain decisions in their life so um what really worked for me is that women need to have that uh self-love and uh, that me time for themselves even if it's just a, uh, a small cup of coffee or reading a book or doing something that they like uh it helped me uh profoundly in uh, bringing that focus into myself and whatever negative feelings that I was having because of that imposter syndrome. Uh, so with the with this short activity uh, or routine that I tried embedding into my uh, daily life, or I have been doing over the last uh, four or five years, it has helped me a lot into. Uh, becoming a person who is more composed, more uh, focused and creating more space for women leaders. Because as women, I think we all can relate with imposter syndrome. Yeah. And can I add something too, before you go on to the next yeah, question? Because as a mentor and a, a technical recruiter, I have noticed that a, a lot of people are getting laid off as we all know, right? And I've noticed that a lot of people have the imposter syndrome right now because they don't know how to interview. They haven't interviewed in so long, right? They haven't been coding so long, right? They haven't updated their LinkedIn resume. They haven't been networking in so long. So I just feel like this is actually just a time for us to all oh, just take a step back, right? And, and and just take it slow and figure out exactly who you are about your purpose, right? This is your time to figure out your purpose because right now we all have this imposter syndrome and that's giving us a high... Uh, 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 low vibrations at this moment so I just want to tell anyone that's listening right now that probably has been laid off or you know probably just got a new child or something like that this is the time to just take it easy find your purpose and everything will definitely um come to you as needed I'm done well thank you all for being so honest and vulnerable and sharing your stories and experiences it's definitely something I'm sure everyone experiences at one time or another and has to face at like every new level. So thank you so much for being vulnerable. Um, so I'm going to move on to our pre-sign-up questions now. Pamela, this question's from for you. Jessica asked, the concept of authenticity and leadership is gaining traction. How do you balance staying true to yourself while also meeting the expectations that come with leadership roles? Mm. Yeah, thank you, Sadia. That's a really good question. Yeah, look, if I repeat the question, how do we balance being true to ourselves versus expectation of a leader? I think already the question implies that there is... Um, that they cannot be the same. I think the question already implies that there is a contradiction. So I think what we need, where we need to maybe start is to ask ourselves, what, what are the expectations towards a leader? How do we actually define leadership? And I think that's um, particularly for women an important question to ask because uh, if we see um, a leadership style that's maybe not congruent with ourselves, then we might experience that contradiction of thinking, well, my values are, you know, one way and my values are contradicting to the leadership style that I'm expected to, to show and to display. Um, so, for example, one word or one advice that women often receive is to be more assertive. 
And I always like bringing up this example because the question, right? Uh, I'm sure some others uh, will relate to this. Uh, I have certainly received that advice as well, and I've uh, heard many others receiving that advice. So the question is, what does assertiveness mean? Yeah, and and some people think being assertive is, you know, pushing pushing your um, your thought or your decision through, um, you know, maybe even banging on the table or be loud. Um, and that's not a certain that's not a leadership style, for example, that I would subscribe to. And that's why some people then think, okay, there is a contradiction between being true to myself and those expectations. And that's why I think we really need to ask ourselves, is this actually really the expectation of leadership? It is maybe a certain leadership traits that we have seen in the past and that we have seen in certain environments but it's not the expectation and it's certainly not what leads to success. And I think, and maybe just linking to the previous question of imposter syndrome, why do we women sometimes feel like an imposter is because maybe we're in an environment where we see everybody else is showing a particular leadership style and we're not like that. <laughs> yeah, that is why we feel sometimes as an imposter. So I think for us women, it's actually even more so important that we connect with our authentic self that we align with our values, our communication style, and even our strengths so that we can lead in a way that is authentic to ourselves. Because if we just go back to that example of being assertive, I have a different definition of being assertive. Namely, my definition is to say, if I wanna be assertive and really bring along people to uh, sign up to my idea to my proposal, then I'm actually inspiring others to follow. And that's a different definition of being assertive. So I think what we need to have is we need to have a, a more open conversation about the expectations of leadership and open it up to different ways of how to lead. Because if I can inspire others to follow me, if I can inspire them to join me in a direction that's beneficial for the team and the organization, then I'm also being assertive, right? It's just a different way of doing that. And in order to inspire others, we can only inspire others when we are true to ourselves, when we stick with our values, when we stick with our strengths. And all of us have our own individual values and strengths, and we can use them to formulate a leadership style that is congruent and authentic to ourselves. And use that as your advantage because we are all very unique. We don't need to adjust to become someone else. Rather, let's use our uniqueness because if we leverage the uniqueness of all together, we really can bring in that diversity of thought, diversity of leadership, and ultimately we all then work better together. Thank you for sharing that, Pamela. I'm actually going to just ask one more question to the panel, and then I want to open it Thank up you, Sadia. Um, to our listeners because we are running out of time. So this question is for Charu. Charu, Andrea asked, can you expand on the power of digital media for personal and professional growth and for both consumers and brands? Charu, please unmute yourself. Okay, while we wait for her. Hi, uh, I have to answer to the same question. Um, no, so your question, Charu, is can you expand on the power of digital media for personal and professional growth and for both consumers and brands? And right after this, we're going to move on to the question period. So if anyone from that's listening in has a question, please raise your hand and we'll bring you up to the panel to answer. Well, I would love to answer this question because digital media is something which I, it has really transformed me as a person, as a professional. And I so much strongly believe in the power of digital media friends. So I would love to share some insights that how digital media has really helped me 
as a person to transform myself because the journey started 13 years back and then when i landed in singapore and uh, without any business degree i decided to be an entrepreneur it was something which was not predecided and only my i heard uh, i listened to my inner call and whatever challenges came i got solution through digital media and when i digged through digital media following the right speakers following the right influencers those days uh, there were few in numbers but whatever content was there it really helped me to learn to upgrade myself and to run my uh, venture in those time then slowly slowly as i grew as an entrepreneur and then i uh, started my second venture and went to the third venture which was a software company and which was just out of my uh, i mean subject but i challenged myself and i was also shocked how i have transformed myself it happened only because of digital media because of the content which wonderful speakers like Oprah Winfrey, Ariana Huffington and so many other women entrepreneurs were sharing. And uh, one other speaker which who is my favorite is Mel Robbins. So I want to highlight that it's just not about uh, thinking and thought process and changing the mindset. It's about learning and having clarity about yourself. I never realized that as I will give myself importance and as I will give myself more love, I will have more clarity. All these concepts were new to me in those days and slowly, slowly I saw the magic. I was having my cup full and then only I was able to take care of other things. And those things happened because of digital media. So that was for transforming myself as a person. When I followed the right people, I studied the right uh, content, I watched the right segment of the video, I networked with the right tribe. That's the other concept which digital media is giving uh, opportunity to everybody. We can cross geographies through digital media. LinkedIn is a beautiful platform which can help you to connect and learn from each other. And believe me, if you ask for help, people are ready to help because I have so many beautiful stories in my life that how I have reached out to people in different country and they have helped me, mentored me and guided me. So 10 years down the line, I'm running my fourth venture, which is a magazine and now on Google top page, when you write online magazine for women, transformation was only possible because of digital media. So whenever I see people wasting their time using digital media for entertainment and for just uh, showcasing their photographs or whatever they, they are show, uh, using the social media and digital media, I really want to teach them. I really want to reach out to them and tell them use this power of digital media to transform yourself. Same ways for uh, the professional transformation and for the uh, brand's transformation, digital media can play a big role because it is giving you opportunity to use new technology. Things are changing, AI is there. We can upgrade our skill, we can upgrade our knowledge using the latest uh, uh, tools, but we have to educate and ourselves and only digital media can help. So I have upgraded myself and I'm using those tools to provide the services through my magazine and believe me, uh, it really helps to grow your business better way if you are equipping yourself with the right tools. So yes, I won't take much time because this is something which I can keep going and I will strongly request everybody believe in the power of digital media and use it for your branding, your personal growth and your professional growth. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sharu. We're going to take some questions from our listeners. Zane, let me bring you up. Go ahead, Zane. Hello. My question was to Pamela. I wanted to ask you that as we strive for uh, greater gender equality in leadership roles across the world, what do you think are steps that individuals or even organizations can take to accelerate this process? Thank you for the question. Oh my God, there are so many things we could do, right? I think we need to um, address it from two parts. Um, on one hand, I mentioned earlier before, from an organizational perspective, we need to start thinking about or be curious about what does need to change in the organization and the structures to make it more attractive for women to um, step up into re leadership roles and to be able to manage the dual role that they currently have with um, work and then uh, care work at home as well. 
Um, I think part of the conversation is though also um, to work with women and to help them to see what the leadership path is. What's interesting in my work with women is because not everyone has a mentor in a leadership role, not everyone knows what the path is towards leadership. And some even believe that leadership is out of question or it's too far away. So I think we actually also need to have that conversation and very actively talk to women about what is leadership? How can you step into leadership roles? So, or what are the skills that you either already have or need to learn so that you can transition into a leadership role? And for that, obviously, mentoring is um, one thing that can help. But um, even as private people, I think we can look into our environment at home and have this conversation with daughters, cousins, everyone in our family to help women encourage into to see themselves also in a leadership role. Because most organizations don't have strong female leadership representation at the top. So if women don't see examples of how they can get there, how are they going to know how to overcome some of the barriers that they face? So I think um, part of the solution is really mentoring, coaching, but also in our private lives to actively encourage girls and women to see themselves also in a leadership role. Thank you for that question. Thank you so much. We are bringing Iman up to the Thank panel. You. Iman, please go ahead and ask your question to the directed panel member. Iman? Um, yeah, so loving the conversation happening. So my question is for Charu Mehrotra. So in your opinion, what are the key leadership qualities that are particularly valuable for women leaders? And how have these contributed to your success? Thank you so much for the question. I loved it. So as a woman, we know what are our unique qualities, right? So especially I have uh, three major qualities, which I want to highlight is first is the emotional intelligence. That is something which every woman is blessed with. And that is something which can be used in uh, organization for the leadership role, which can help you to be a better leader, because then you can relate to your team much better way. And then you can build stronger relationship with the team and you can foster a supportive work environment around you. So I strongly believe that women are excelling in understanding and connecting with emotions and need of their team members and which can really help to improve that collaboration and morale and overall well-being of their team members. The second uh, skill is communication. We will agree that we are definitely better in communication and collaboration. So that can be polished regularly. That can be uh, make, made more, uh, what to say, impactful and effective because effective communication can really help any women leader to excel in, I mean, it can help in many ways, right? You can in, uh, express your viewpoints much better. You can promote collaboration. You can, with enhancement of team dynamics and more problem solving uh, approach through right communication, I think we can really uh, be better leader and have better uh, team work together in any organization. And the last is uh, adaptability. And uh, whenever any uh, challenge comes, uh, normally women uh, are able to handle the crisis situation better way because we are having certain qualities which help us to be in a calm position and uh, focus on the solution uh, better way. So that can also help because nowadays uh, with so many uncertainties around, this skill can really help any women to uh, establish herself a better leader by uh, providing a better solution to any challenge which just comes up in the organization. And uh, yeah, I, I strongly believe that these three skills can really help any women to be a better leader. Thank you so much for that lovely question. Thank you, your ideas are very motivating. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. I 
really appreciate the honesty, just being candid and vulnerable. Is there any other questions? Um, if not, I'd love to open up the floor if there's anyone who'd like to introduce themselves. Hi guys, so I'm Isla. I'm oh, an intern great. at the scene right now, and I would like to address Zenith with my question. So you mentioned how self-love and me time was something that helped you deal with imposter syndrome, and I completely agree. But how do you deal with the thoughts of slacking off or like the internal battle that you have with yourself of whether you're being lazy or burnt out from overwork? For your question, uh, like I've said uh, earlier as well, it's a constant battle. You have to, uh, at times you are uh, in a constant fear of making a mistake and that uh, augmented fear basically uh, takes away the confidence that you already have for doing a particular task or anything that you would want to do. So I think uh, for uh, me, books have been really helpful to, you know, align all that focus and uh, basically remove all that negative energy from uh, my mind. But other than that, there are uh, practices practices like uh, doing yoga or uh, maintaining a healthy diet that really makes a positive in environment uh, and externally. And that really helps you in putting all that focus uh, around being the best version of yourself, basically. I would love to add one point this which has helped me a lot in my journey uh, journaling is a habit which i strongly recommend to every woman because when you write and pour your thoughts in writing believe me you get amazing clarity so i will strongly recommend who love to write make sure you're having your journal every day and you're spending five ten minutes every day to have better understanding for yourself second that yeah, I love journaling. I feel like it's such a powerful tool to help just get your thoughts out and your intrusive thoughts or just getting curious about yourself. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I have one last question. And this question is actually for Pamela. What advice would you give to young women who aspire to break Hi, into guys. leadership roles, particularly in industries that have been traditionally male dominated yeah thank you Sadia uh, look there are actually a lot of um, pieces of advice that I could give but I want to boil it down to one that I think is one that helps most namely surround yourself with other women in your industry because what you need is you need a continuous exchange as you grow through your leadership role, maybe first you start your leadership career and then you take on more responsibility. And with increased responsibility, we also need to learn new leadership skills and adjust our leadership style as well. Uh, leading um, a team of five people is different than leading a team of 100. So, but what I would say is um, on one end, of course, um, take mentors that are in your environment, but also specifically surround yourself with female mentors, because there are some challenges that are slightly different for women. Um, like we discussed earlier, already stepping into a room, let's say with 50 people and you're the only woman in the room, being the minority just does something to you. Being the minority triggers that imposter syndrome. So we need to have a support network where we can exchange those experiences and where we can exchange, how do I go about it? Do others feel that too? Or how, do I, how am I assertive? How can I be a leader that's you know, inclusive and yet determined? So in order to have all of those conversations, 
and derive a leadership style that's very authentic to you as a woman, surround yourself also with um, female mentors or coaches who can help you on this journey. Thank you. Yeah, and can I also add to as well, because this is a topic, a big question that I always get from young ladies as well. Um, so for me, being at the fact that you're not going to have a lot of, you know, mentorships or a lot of groups to, um, you know, help you during your journey, the first thing you need to do is just find your purpose, right? Find your purpose because um, you need to figure out what type of leadership are you going to be doing that purpose. So for me as a leader, I, I, I know that I wanted to help with diversity and inclusion, particularly help with machine learning and artificial intelligence. So when, uh, you know, I don't have that group, I don't have that mentorships, I don't have anyone to help me, I will continue to keep going on with my mission because I know my purpose at the end of the day. So when you have that purpose, you will automatically find mentorships, you will find groups like this, etc. And then the next thing I will say is have grit, right? Because you're, it's going to get extremely hard, right? You're going to get cuts, you're going to get um, some blood as well, especially if you're trying to learn how to be a coder, right? So continue to have grits um, and then the last thing is um, adaptability right so you might go into spaces to where you know uh, people are banter to you or, or they don't look like you etc but make sure you have that adaptability to be able to communicate with people problem solve as well and also bring that uh, diverse perspective and I've and I'm done And then I will also say, once you learn all those skills, make sure you go back into the community and teach the community exactly what you learn, because that's what's happening now. We have leaders now that is um, advocating for people, but they're not going back into the community and teaching the community exactly what we learn. So yes, it's going to get hard for the leaders as well. We might have to go back into the community, right? Uh, uh, to the rural areas. We might have to do a lot of outreach. We might have to do a lot of marketing but as leaders right now we really have to do that groundwork to be able to help the community because the community is not going to reach us um and i'm there well thank you everyone for joining and listening in this was so insightful we will be holding these calls bi-monthly we have a different topic every time. If you're interested in becoming a speaker, please reach out. Um, I'll hang on for a bit if anyone has any questions for me or feel free to mes message me on LinkedIn. But thank you again, Pamela, Erica, Charu, and Zenith. I really appreciate you guys coming on um, and sharing and being so open, honest, and candid about your experiences. Uh, Sadi, I just wanted to add, all of you can also share how uh, anyone in the um, listening in can get in touch with you if you have any programs for uh, women who want to be involved with you and just anyone who's looking for mentorship uh, or guidance, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, I will have to speak first. Uh, please drop a message over LinkedIn. I will definitely reply back. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, do guest posting and voice out their expertise uh, in the global arena, they are welcome in Wimalize. So yes, LinkedIn is the best platform where we can connect. And I will have to answer any question if I'm getting. Thank you. Thank you, Sadia. Thank you, Taha, for having me. It was a wonderful opportunity and sharing my insights and listening to other speakers. It was a fantastic experience. Best wishes to everybody. Thank you, Sadia, and thanks everyone to all the other speakers. I really love this conversation and the many perspectives we shared. If anybody wants to get in touch, you can simply look me up on um, LinkedIn with Pamela Kellert, and I regularly post about leadership topics. So if there's a particular topic that interests you, reach out and happy to connect. Thank you. Yes. Hi, my name is Erica Mosey. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. 
I also have a, a television show here in San Francisco, Channel 29, to where I meet with uh, software engineers um, and uh, tech companies who are looking for software engineers. So if you are looking for a job, need help with your LinkedIn um, resume, all that good stuff, just connect with me on um, LinkedIn. I'll be happy to help you. I'm so happy to be here. Let's all continue to uh, connect with each other. Um, team Woman in Leadership. You all can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and be happy to share my uh, con experience and have a conversation if you are having any problem uh, in your business, in your brand, or even as a startup, you need some sort of mentorship, you can always reach out to me. Other than that, I've uh, also been helping around with recruitment. Um, so a few of my friends uh, are basically recruiters. So if you are struggling with some sort of uh, layoffs, so you can reach out to me and, and I'll be happy to repost any of your uh, posts just for better visibility. And I hope you get your job soon. So please do reach out. Thank you. And thank you everyone, all the amazing speakers, listeners. And so thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you again to all the amazing women on our panel. Please reach out to them, myself. Um, we're really big on giving back and sharing knowledge here. So please share this with anyone that couldn't tune in. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.